0: Welcome to the Vivacious Living Podcast, for humans that want to fill every single day of the rest of their lives with as much energy, joy and wonder as humanly possible. I'm your host, Selena, and let's get into the show. Hello! Hello! Welcome to Vivacious Living Podcast, episode 14.
1: What up? Let's go. What are we getting into today?
0: So I wanted to discuss, after we did the food basics, I was like, you know what, we should do potentially a movement basics episode Cool. and how people can incorporate more movement into their day and the importance of that.
1: So this podcast is more learning for Jai. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Let's go.
0: You're okay with your movement. You stand at work.
1: For anyone that doesn't know, I make coffees (laughs) most of the time.
0: Or you're a photographer getting, or videographer getting up and down off the ground. You had sore back muscles the other day just from carrying your camera around. That's
1: true. It was a big shoot. Uh, anyway, let's, uh, what's first off the block? What are we going to get into for movement into life?
0: So I thought the best way to get into this initially was to make people understand the importance of incidental exercise for overall calorie burn.
1: That's my favorite favorite exercise incidental (laughs) exercise always taking the stairs not the escalator
0: so a lot of people try when they want to lose weight or get fitter they will go to the gym maybe they previously were not going at all so then they start going two or three times or maybe they were already going two or three times and now they're like oh i'm gonna go every day but if you go to the gym for an hour every day and then you go to work and you sit and then you sit in a chair while you eat dinner and you sit on the couch while you watch tv you've only exercised for four percent of your day and it's not enough to increase your overall calorie burn or fitness levels
1: four percent is not a lot
0: it is not a lot
1: so that's majority speaking to people if they would have a desk job per se, if yeah. they were sitting during the day, etc. cetera.
0: Yeah, so if you have a desk job, they estimate you probably do about 600 steps an hour. So that's only 4,800 steps per day. And you'd mm-hmm. only be burning about 102 calories an hour or 820 calories in one working day. Now, your body needs depending on your age, height, weight, all of these things, gender, about an average of 1,200 to 1,500 calories a day minimum just to function properly, just for your heart to pump and your lungs to breathe and all that type of stuff. So you take that 120 plus the calories you burnt at your desk job, 820, and you've only burned about 2,000 calories in that day. It's pretty easy to eat that many calories. So if you're not moving very much, that pretty much means you're not allowed to eat very much.
1: (laughs) But what if you continue to be hungry? A lot of those numbers didn't mean much to me. They were sort of uh, sprayed quickly and I'm not used to calorie talk.
0: Yeah. So this episode is going to be a little bit numbery so you're going to have to hang in there with me and hopefully Jai will ask questions where they're needed so I can reiterate but they do say like um, if you've ever read your cereal box or your whatever it is that you're eating. They do usually have on them these days. They brought in new laws a few years ago that said they needed to have on there what percentage of your daily calorie intake a serve of that food is. So they have on the box.
1: I get that. Things that say that there's a serve certain amount of calories per this one serve in the box I would probably have four serves in one sitting. <laughs> is that that can't be just a me thing. I can't just be opening a box of cereal. I wasn't and trying four to serves.
0: talk about that. I just wanted to see whether you had ever taken notice of no. the grand total of calories or kilojoules that is expected that a human will eat in a day.
1: I've never looked at it.
0: Okay. I've just run and got our housemate's rice puffs out of her cupboard.
1: Very plain cereal. Just classic rice puff?
0: I really don't care about the calories in a rice puff. I'm just trying to tell you how many. So every most products these days will say when they've got the serving size on there, serving size is based on an average adult diet of 8,700 kilojoules per day. Okay. So that is the uh, World Health Organization, the Health Council have agreed on this number that for most adults they need that many kilojoules in a day. So 8,700 kilojoules is 2,079 calories which is very close to the number that I said before. If you had a sedentary job you would burn 820 calories in the day plus the around 1,200 calories that you need for your body to function normally. You've got a number of just over 2000 so i just want you to know that number this is you're looking at me very blankly there jai but as your first ever introduction to calories and what they are it is energy in food so an apple for example has about 60 calories in it cool Whereas a can of coke probably has 200 calories in it yikes so over the day If you don't exercise much, you're allowed to eat 2,000 calories-ish and your weight will maintain the same. So it's just important for everything that I'm going to discuss going forward from here that you have a basic understanding of calories in, calories out, calories equal energy and on average a human needs 1,200, more if you're a male or if you're tall or if you're overweight, a day. Does, gotcha. that make, does that make sense? Loud and clear. Great. So we just discussed desk job calories, so about 820 in one working day. If you're a... Is what you burn. Is what you burn. If you're a teacher or a mechanic, a personal trainer, a salesperson, a cook, a realtor, you re- walk about 900 to 1,000 steps in an hour, which over the day, that will burn about 1,000 calories, Gotcha. So the desk job, only burning 800. If you're someone that you stand and you move a little bit more.
1: It's only it, an extra 200.
0: It's a 1,000, potentially slightly more than that. Because that, they're basing that on you're only walking about 920 steps an hour, which personally I'd probably do more than that. But again, that was a very broad um, range of people, you know, teachers, mechanics, they're people that, they do sit or lie down or whatever it is for work or they stand sometimes, whether as I would say, a cook or like a waitress would work more. So it's, it's all, this is all just rough, you know, because mm. everybody is different. But if you're walking about 920 to a thousand steps an hour, you'll burn about a thousand to maybe 1,200 calories a day extra on top of the 1,200 that everyone already burns. Right. Gotcha. Then our final category of carpenters, laborers, landscapers, waitresses, roofers, farmers, construction workers, they generally take about 1,500 steps per hour and it's estimated that they will burn 1,400 calories in eight hours, so in a day, and it would be far more than that if they were carrying heavy things while they were doing so. Mm. So any sort of laborer, brickie, if you're walking around and carrying heavy weights, you potentially could be burning 300 calories an hour or 2,400 calories over a normal eight-hour day. Yeah, right plus your normal amount that you need anyway. So if you're a laborer, you're working, you're walking around, you're carrying heavy things, it's potential that you are burning and requiring around 4,500 calories a day, which is more than than double what someone in a sedentary job would need. There you go. So That's
1: why they eat more.
0: I would like, the reason that I've gone over all of that is to highlight the calorie burn of incidental exercise so those laborers and those people that farmers and all of that they don't need it they won't even need to go to gym (laughs) as long as they don't eat like crazy you've
1: heard it here first
0: (laughs) no they honestly don't if you were wheelbarrowing around weights and lifting heavy things over your head and like passing things along you would not need to go to gym you know back in the day when we were all farmers Barely anyone except for the rich people were overweight because everyone was doing enough work, washing their clothes by hand, washing their dishes by hand, going to a well to pump for water, carrying things around fields. They were exercising all day long. We have lost that in Mm. modern society. Everyone sits all the time. We live in a world of comfort and convenience and it is making us all fat (laughs) and lazy. (laughs) I've exaggerated. It's not all of us, <laughs> I got real obviously. doom and gloom real quick. <laughs> so with that being said, there are a lot of easy ways that you can add more movement into your day. So park a little bit further away from work. If you drive there, try and leave an extra 10 minutes earlier. Park a 10-minute walk away. So then that way you've created an extra 20-minute walk in your day, 10 minutes to work, 10 minutes on the way back from work, you know. Mm. Take an umbrella and a raincoat if it's raining, but try and make that a non-negotiable extra bit of exercise you do every day. Start with 10 minutes and then, you know, maybe after a little while you go, actually, I could, I could get up another five minutes earlier again. And then you do 15 minutes each direction. You've got half an hour's extra exercise. Try to take phone calls on a walk. Try and have your lunch sit it down to have your lunch and then go for a walk after you've had lunch while you're at work. Even if you need to converse with someone across the room, actually getting up and physically walking to them rather than just sending them an email or a text message. Standing desks, a really good option. So sitting in a chair burns around 60 calories an hour. Standing still burns about 90 calories an hour. Walking slowly, about 200 calories an hour. Wow, huge jump. More than double. And lightly stretching, about 270 calories an hour.
1: That's walking on top of sitting.
0: So you've
1: got lightly stretching.
0: Yes. Getting up and just moving around the office more than what you do now. Trying to set a reminder on your phone to get up every hour, every half hour and do some stretching while standing up and then going over and talking to a colleague or walking to get a glass of water or walking to the bathroom. This will increase your calorie burn throughout the day substantially.
1: My Apple Watch actually tells me to get up every half an hour or an hour
0: nice that's very good it's if pretty anyone, helpful yeah because i sit and watch. edit
1: at a desk quite often and uh, that time really flies it'll be sometimes if i don't get up it'll feel like it's buzzing at me non-stop telling me to get up <laughs> and then i feel real guilty because it's like oh that's the second or third time it's told me to stand up now um so that's pretty helpful Smartwatch.
0: that is very helpful everyone get a smartwatch. <laughs> So the reason I included that lightly stretching number in there is because for anyone that is working from home or has the ability to work from home, you could sit on the floor rather than at a desk. I have this really nifty um, standing desk converter. You put it on top of the normal desk and it moves up and down, but I can it's got a
1: little hydraulic system that you can move up and down.
0: Yeah. I can also put it on the floor. We're sitting on the floor right now. The thing about sitting on the floor rather than in a chair is that as it's not as comfortable. So you will change positions all the time. Also, when you're sitting in a chair, you're really quite limited to having your legs out in front of you. Yes, maybe you can cross them over, maybe you can tuck one leg behind the other, but that's about the extent of it. When you're on the floor, you can have your legs underneath you, beside you, behind you, you could lie on your tummy, you could open your legs out wide to the side, you could have one in, you could have one back behind you. So you're working on your hip mobility, you're lightly stretching, whilst you're exercising.
1: We're burning so many calories right now. (laughs) (laughs) Look at us go.
0: (laughs) And so I'm not saying that you have to quit your job but I know that post-COVID, a lot of people have been given the flexibility to work at home one or two or more days of the week. So just trying to think about how you can change your environment to invite more movement into your day. You do not need to actually exercise more. Whilst I'm not saying don't go to the gym because it's definitely beneficial, I'm saying that going to the gym is not the be-all and end-all and that it is extremely important to also incorporate as much much incidental exercise into your day as you possibly can. If you are working at home, having a weight, a dumbbell or a kettlebell or something around nearby so that you could even just pick it up and carry it from one room to the other. If you've got stairs, double win, just leave it at the top or the bottom of the stairs. And every time you take the stairs, you have to carry the weight up or down.
1: I never used to do that with the washing. I don't know if I'd be doing it with a weight. But if I was, if it was on my mind to be doing it more often, and I had the means made easier by leaving a weight there at the top or bottom of the stairs, I would probably start doing it. But I think a lot, a lot, is to do with mindset. Maybe, and you, you want to, you need to have the mindset to want to be able to do it all. I guess. Yeah. To be able to do it.
0: So, while structured exercise like going to the gym, Pilates. Playing sport usually accounts for about 5% of your total energy expenditure. Incidental activity accounts for up to 15%. So three times as much. So again, reiterating why it is just so important to try and move as much as possible throughout the day.
1: So incidental exercise is almost three times more beneficial than structured exercise. Correct. Like playing sport, going to the gym.
0: Yep. And a lot of the time when we do play sport or go to gym, we tend to do the same, I'm going to say 30 exercises. And that might sound like a lot to some people. You're like, oh, I only go and do squat, deadlift and bench press. I do the same three exercises. But every joint in your body has the ability to move in so many different directions. Like I could give you 10 different types of push-up variation, let alone and that's just your chest and arms let alone every other part of your body when you do things at home that are random like sitting in different positions or carrying a weight up the stairs you tend to use muscles that you wouldn't use normally at the gym i know from years of working in gyms people will always come in and they've injured themselves at home Doing the washing, picking up the grandkids, putting away something heavy, because you've twisted in a direction that you don't usually train when you're at gym. Mm. So, doing more of these random twisting, reaching, side to side, strange, what some people might say if they saw you at the gym doing it, exercises are actually amazing for total body function. So, again, I'm going to get a little bit numbery here so Jai jump in if it's not making sense to you okay. I
1: absolutely will.
0: (laughs) It's also a little bit difficult because I would love to have a visualization for this for you but I'm going to try and discuss the fact that one kilo of fat burns one calorie a day and one kilo of muscle burns five calories a day.
1: So having more muscle burns more calories. Correct.
0: So if you lost five kilos of fat and put on five kilos of muscle, meaning that overall on the scales you didn't lose any weight, you would still be burning five times more calories at rest and your total body composition would be completely different. If you had two people standing side by side that weighed the exact same amount, but one person had 40% fat and one person had 20% fat, they would look absolutely completely different. One liter of muscle weighs about 1.06 kilograms. One liter of fat weighs about 0.9 kilograms. So, in other words, muscle is 18% denser than fat. Okay. So, usually I like to show people this with a visualization. I put my hands up and I go, a kilo of muscle is this big. And I'm holding on to something that's...
1: Kind of looks like a bread roll size, like a hot dog bun almost.
0: Yeah, that's actually a really good size. Good. But a kilo of fat is almost three times that size. Bowling yes. ball size is now <laughs> the, the gesture <laughs> that's been a, thrown a in front of me. bowling ball, Yeah. So we always want to have more muscle and that will help you burn more calories throughout the day. And that's why lifting weights is so important. Doing cardio does burn calories while you're doing it, but having more muscle long-term helps you continue to lose weight over a longer period of time and even at rest.
1: So to sum up that bit of math that you threw at me, the classic muscle weighs more than fat is basically what you were saying, but as well... Having more muscle burns more calories in a resting state.
0: Yes, correct. So that's not like if you go to the gym and do a workout, you'll burn more calories. It's just having more muscle in general burns more calories.
1: But if you went to the gym and you had more muscle percentage than fat, would you burn more calories than if you had more fat or the same? Um, From what you've described, I would assume yes, because if you're at rest... In this scenario, you're the same weight.
0: That's actually a really good question. So if the two people weigh the exact same, then yes, having more muscle will increase your total calorie burn because your body needs to produce more energy to support the increased rate at which your muscles are contracting.
1: There you go. I'm a wise man after all. (laughs)
0: Now, if only you get some muscles to go with those brains. <laughs> my
1: brain is my most powerful muscle.
0: <laughs> okay, so you're, you've got a sedentary job. You sit in a chair for a ma- majority of the day. Sure do. You go to the gym. How many times is it? do you go to the gym, Joe?
1: A week or a day.
0: <laughs> a week.
1: <laughs> Let's say four times a week.
0: Four times a week? Do you go for an hour when you go? Yep. Right. So a 60-minute strength session only burns about 180 calories.
1: May as well go for a walk.
0: A one-hour walk burns 210 to 360 calories there depending on how fast you're walking.
1: I might go for a walk instead of the gym.
0: But you need to remember that... I need
1: to build the muscles to burn more calories in the long run.
0: Exactly. So even though a strength session may not burn that many calories while you're doing it, long term, if you can gain more muscle, you'll burn more calories at rest. So then eventually when you go for a walk, if you're more muscly, you'll burn more calories even while you're walking.
1: There you go. Um, Catch 22. Now I don't know what to do. (laughs) <laughs> both is the answer
0: if you did a 60 minute high intensity interval training session which is like you know crazy sprint and then slam balls and then all of that which doing that for an hour would probably kill you you would actually burn 800 calories in that hour so that's that's quite a lot wow. that's as many calories as what a desk worker burns in a day mm. you've burnt in an hour But doing that type of training is generally not sustainable and your body does get used to the way that you train. So if you did hit training all the time, that calorie burn would reduce eventually. So I wanted to put in here just for a little bit of understanding, a plain salad sandwich with no cheese or meat in it. White bread? White bread. Bread doesn't really matter too much. It wouldn't change it too much. The salad sandwich has about 400 to 600 calories in it. Wow. Yeah. Quite a bit. Yeah. So people probably don't realize how high calorie, even plain basic healthy foods are. So if you wanted to burn off your salad sandwich, well, essentially... That's two, more than
1: just a walk.
0: Two, two things to point out. In two sandwiches, you've already got all of your body's daily calorie needs. Remember I said you need about Mm. 1,200 to function. So once you've eaten two sandwiches, you've already hit that limit. Yeah. So then you've got to take into account your incidental exercise. So if you're a desk worker, maybe your daily is four sandwiches and that's all that you're allowed to eat. In one day and you've used up all your calories that you've burnt at work and all the calories your body needs to function properly if you go for an hour wor- walk then you've if it's a fast walk you've almost burnt off one of your sandwiches if you do an hour of HIIT training you've burnt off two sandwiches if you do strength training you've only burnt off half but long term you'll have more muscle it's important to point out that your body does need energy to fuel your exercise especially strength training. If you're sore for one or two or three days after a strength training session, your body's still burning extra calories to help your muscles repair.
1: So when you're sore, you're still burning more calories by your body repairing your muscles. Yep,
0: correct. So someone with a desk job who goes to the gym every morning for an hour-long HIIT session and does an hour-long walk every afternoon would still only be burning 1,920 calories a day, which is a lot, but it's still less than the person with the active job. And let's be honest, who's really doing that much exercise outside of work every single day? I was
1: going to say that's the whole hour before work. <laughs> that's a whole hour walk after work, which sounds nice. But if you're doing that every day, that's pretty tedious work. Yeah,
0: and some people might do that. Five, easier like. with a dog <laughs> yeah they actually <laughs> say sure. that people that have dogs are healthier and lighter
1: <laughs> more uh, incidental exercise exactly
0: um, not to mention that much high-intensity interval training is not sustainable anyway, so I wouldn't True. recommend, even if you really want to be out burning calories, I do not recommend going and doing an hour of hit training every morning.
1: <laughs> also, walking with the dog is a faster walk, <laughs> so there's more calories burned.
0: <laughs> I just want everyone to get a dog. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Dogs everywhere, please. Yeah. That's, that's my goal of this podcast. I can definitely
0: recommend it. <laughs> the amount of time I get down on the floor playing with a or... Our yeah. dog. <laughs> um, I don't have to get down and play with Jira, our other dog, so much. She's 14. She's a bit slow.
1: <laughs> walks we, with... we still get down and play with her. but
0: well, walks with her are slower than normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> Although sometimes I have to carry her, so then it's weight training.
1: <laughs> all in all, get a dog. <laughs> Please and thank you. So it's are And definitely... you're welcome.
0: As i pointed out, definitely better to try and figure out more ways to put movement in your day naturally rather than trying to kill yourself with workouts. So like I was saying earlier, try and make meetings or phone calls, walking meetings, if you can. Getting a standing desk or a desk that you can move onto the floor is also a great option. Try sitting on the floor at home and doing some stretches while you watch TV rather than just sitting on the couch. It doesn't have to be the whole time, like. You don't have to give up your couch. Maybe you watch a couple of episodes of a show and for one episode you sit on the floor and you do some stretching and then for the next one you get up on the couch and relax. Parking further away from from work, park further away at the supermarket as well. This is a really Mm. good one. Instead of thinking, oh, I want to park as close to the front door as possible so I don't have to carry my groceries as far, think, I'm going to park as close to the exit as possible so I don't have to drive as far.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is really helpful for Selena because she does not like driving but loves the incidental exercise.
0: (laughs) Also, a really great one is to not get a trolley. Now, I know that that's not probably possible for everyone. If you're doing a a once-a-week shop for a family of four or five or six, it's not going to be possible to carry the groceries in your hands. But I know I go to the supermarket probably two or three times a week so that I can get fresh stuff, and I always just get a basket and carry everything. Or
1: we'll go together and we can share the bag loads.
0: Yeah, but this is a great way you're now you're doing a farmer's carry for anyone that knows what that is
1: (laughs) gym terms
0: gym terms yeah well we just call it the grocery bag carry (laughs) um the layman terms for me to understand yeah but you know it's it's weight training and you didn't have to go to the gym and uh you've already increased your calorie burn
1: incidental exercise in weight training exactly let's go
0: Take the stairs where possible rather than the lift or the elevator. I know a lot of places now don't have stairs as an option. You know, there's always an escalator. Um, But yeah, if you've got to walk
1: up the escalator,
0: yes, walk up the escalator where you can. If there's not people blocking you and at work, try and take the stairs because I know there's usually a stairs option at people's workplaces. Anything you can think of, Jai? How about when your little stand-up reminder goes off on your smartphone, you actually stand up. You don't need to go for a walk or anything. You just stand up and for maybe 30 seconds you do some stretches. Mm. Twist side to side, reach over the head, do some hip circles.
1: I'll usually use that reminder to stand up and go and get a drink of water Mm -hmm. because that also helps me stay hydrated. Yeah. And I'm pretty bad with that. Yeah. That's good.
0: Movement and fresh air are great for mental clarity as well. So, if you are at work and you think, oh, I just need to get this task done, chances are, if you actually take the time to get up, move your body, get a glass of water, or get a breath of fresh air, when you come back, you'll be sharper. Yeah, you'll be sharper and you'll be able to get it done faster. You'll be more productive. So yes, we want to park as far away from everything as possible. You know, you've got a party on the weekend, don't park at the front of the house, park down the street. Just these small things can create so much more movement in your day where possible. Getting down on the floor as often as possible, whether it's watching TV or listening to a podcast or doing your work. Try and get down onto the floor. Reading a book. Do some stretches while you're reading. It doesn't need to be hard exercise all the time. We just all need to try and move more.
1: Also just going to reiterate the floor point of getting onto the floor. It is uncomfortable and that's the point that you move around when you're on the floor. You sit one way and then maybe less than a minute later you switch positions and you flip your legs or whatever. But it's just getting you moving more that is good
0: yeah for some people you might currently be so stiff that getting down onto the ground is really difficult for you and that you find that there aren't actually very many positions that you can sit in that feel comfortable you feel that way from a life of sitting in chairs We were always meant to be able to get up and down off the ground. I look at all my friends' toddlers and I can see them. They do deep squats all the way down to the floor all the time and it's a comfortable position for them to rest and sit in. And we should be able to do that forever. I never want to get to a point where I fall down on the ground I can't get back up again or I can't come down onto the floor and play with my dogs or play with kids or whatever it might be if you're feeling stiff at the moment you have the ability to regain that mobility you do your body changes all the time you can change anything about yourself within reason I know obviously there are some limiting factors for some people but The more that you do it, the easier it will become. And even if you need to take tiny baby steps, you can improve.
1: Body's very good at adapting, whether we're talking about moving or getting more mobility or fixing something internally in your body or whatever it is. in Generally speaking, your body adapts.
0: So not only is getting on the floor going to help you burn more calories than just sitting on the couch or sitting in your chair, but it's also going to improve your overall mobility, especially through your hips and lower spine. So get down on the floor, stand up from the desk, walk and that where note, you can.
1: My watch is telling me to stand up.
0: <laughs> oh, oh! this podcast is done. <laughs> <laughs> If you have, actually, I would really like to post some different floor positions that you can sit in. So maybe we'll try and put out a infographic with that as this podcast comes mm. out so that you can see it. I'll also post a picture of that size difference between a kilo of fat and a fat kilo and muscle of muscle pitches. so that you understand what we're talking about. And you don't have to just listen to our bun analogy. <laughs> that was a good analogy. It was a good analogy. You did really well. Hot dog
1: bun and small bowling ball.
0: <laughs> well, grapefruit. Or not grapefruit. Grapefruit's uh, a bit small from your description. Uh, cantaloupe. I was thinking cantaloupe, I said grapefruit. Rock melon. You're a rock melon.
1: You're a watermelon.
0: <laughs> you rock my melon. <laughs> now I
1: have to cut all of this.
0: <laughs> so also things around the house like vacuuming, cleaning, doing the laundry all great ways to burn calories. So next time you, you're putting something off, which I know I do all the time, I go, you know what? It's a great way for being to burn calories without actually having to do a workout.
1: Ding ding, we got a winner. <laughs> Catch you all on the next podcast.
0: Bye. Just before we leave today, we would like to acknowledge and pay respects to the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation the traditional carers of the lands, waterways, and skies, which we are able to live, learn, and move on. We respect their elders, past, present, and emerging, and the deep spiritual connection they have to our country.